Hello, welcome to the 2020 Gridiron Rankings episode of uh, the podcast, the first of two that we'll have this week. Uh, I'm joined by Chase Quarter, a.k.a. Camacho, and our defending champion, uh, as well as Max Breeze, a.k.a. Ulysses S. Grant. Max and Chase were kind enough uh, to write their, their version of the rankings this year. We're always very appreciative of the time and effort that's put into these rankings. Uh, this episode will be about Max and Chase giving their take on what they wrote. Um, so how are you all doing today? Good. Good. Happy the, happy the rankings are done. Happy they're out. Was it rough this year? Was it, did you guys spend a lot of time doing that, Chase? Yes. Yes. 10 days of being stressed out about not doing it enough in the beginning and then at the very end trying to just make that deadline that me and Max set. So I didn't want to disappoint him in that. I just want to get it done. Well, you did make the deadline. We are um, very appreciative of that. So yeah, just go over it again. On Today it will be Chase and Max going over the, the rankings that they wrote. On Thursday, we will have uh, Dr. Shettig and myself going over these same rankings and giving our take on them. So uh, there's a few things I want to talk about before we dive into these rankings. Uh, what's uh, a question that I've asked myself? What is RBR, Max? How is that calculated? Can you give us some insight on that? So RBR is rotisserie balance rating. It's something that the that I drew up. I don't know, like six, seven, eight years ago, um, and it's just an arbitrary way of showing value um, for each individual team based off of how balanced their roster is. So basically it's if the, if you have the best quarterbacks in the league, you get 14 points, second best, 13 points, third best, 12 points, et cetera, et cetera. And we do that for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Um, and then because, you know, quarterbacks score so many more points in other positions and, and running backs are probably more important than tight ends. We add, we add a multiplier to it. Mm -hmm. And so quarterbacks are multiplied by three, running backs and wide receivers by two, and tight ends just as one. Um, and most years, that's kind of the hard and fast way of actually determining the value. Um, but this year, I think it was really more of a framework um, for me and Chase. And I'm glad we used it as such because it didn't line up exactly um like the rbr didn't line up exactly with where we ended up ranking people just because it's an imperfect system yeah i can i can understand that i mean it is it is imperfect it's it's yeah, everybody used their own scale everybody used their own uh ranking system you've drawn drawn up your own algorithm which is based on purely on opinion which is okay rbr is based purely on opinion uh you know your own your own rankings your own opinion which is, which is fine. So everybody can have their own RBR. This isn't an algorithm that you can input statistics based on what people have done last year, the year before, or two years ago. Uh, this is 
our own personalized algorithm and uh, statistical equation here, which is well, great. I think it worked better this year because it was an average of mine and Max's RBR. Yeah. So it kind of made it to where, like you said, it was just an outline is that that ranking was one through 14. And then we just kind of wrote about the teams mm -hmm. and, you know, we went from there. Yeah. Well, and, and I looked into changing the way we do things this year, because again, it was a big change with me and Chase writing it. I actually reached out to cause our resident, um, a smart person, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, all right, if you were, if you were starting from scratch, if you were going to do this, what would you do? And he recommended I take projections from other sites and kind of plug those in. And I started doing that, but really what that ended up with is I was getting Yahoo's opinion of what was going to happen. I was getting, you know, RotoWire's opinion or whatever site's opinion of what was going to happen. And you're right. It's supposed to just be a representation of what we think. It's an imperfect system, but when we're giving our opinions, it's going to be imperfect. So I, I don't know. I'm still comfortable with it. Speaking of imperfect system, there was mentioned today, and it's been mentioned in the past, that your system doesn't allow for kickers and defense. We rank kickers and defense. We have podcasts for kickers and defense, and we all do our own individual uh, analyzation of kickers and defense. So why doesn't kickers and defense fit into RBR? I think before Max says, and like as somebody who just wrote it this year, it's going to take way, way, way longer. Like it takes a lot of time to like sit down, use all your free time. I use all my free time for like a well over a week to just think about and, you know, critique myself, just go over and over and over and over and put something on paper. So I think, just time saving is why Max doesn't do like that should be the biggest reason. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's Max, part of it. Think? Um, so part of it is yes. I'm trying to save time. I, if we want to, I know we draft super early, but with everything else going on, even in pandemic where I'm at home all the time, um, if we want to get these out before the first game, including kickers and defense is going to not prevent me from doing that, but make it a lot harder. Um, on top of that, it's a lot easier to project offense. It just is, you know, like I know we have the podcast for these are the defenders I think are going to be best. The, you know, somebody I highlighted a lot this year was Von Bell, but ultimately what I think about Von Bell is like in a vacuum. It's, I think he's going to play for a team that whose defense is going to be on the field all the time. And he was a playmaker in new Orleans. And even though the Bengals have a completely different defense, it's just, trying to sit there and say, all right, in comparison to what he did last year, he's going to skyrocket and do great is a lot harder. And it's a lot harder to communicate, especially. And I think both you and Shedding understand this because we did the mm -hmm. podcast. A lot harder to communicate than it is to say, I think this wide receiver is going to get five to eight catches a game. I think this running back is going to catch the ball because he has in the past and he's still going to be a good runner and their O-line is good and things along those lines. For defense, it just... I could do completely separate rankings all on their own on defense, and I promise they would be even less accurate than what I currently do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think it would muddy up the whole process. Um, adding kickers wouldn't be difficult, but it would just – I don't think it adds a whole lot of value, personally. Okay. And, you know, again, this is your own personalized uh, algorithm, your own personalized opinion statistic equation, statistical equation. So you can do whatever you want with it. Um, it was just a question 
that's been brought up that I, I it seemed a little interesting uh, to me. I just want to throw that in there. Maybe we can dive more into that on Thursday. Right now, let's jump into these rankings. What we're going to do is we're going to start at 14, make our way to the top. Uh, all right. So let's go with the consensus last place person. Fupa Slayer. Chase, what do you think of Fupa Slayer? Why did you rank him where you ranked him? Um, <clears throat> I did want to like his quarterback selection, but um, I don't think Dalvin Cook is going to be that amazing. I think he, you know, could have got – I'm not sure if he should have been picked there. But also, like I said, I think he just kind of punted on his weak QB play. If you're going to take, you know, two high-end running backs – and by the time you have a third pick, the 25, 25, or 23 quarterbacks are selected. I don't think it's good to just go like panic and take another quarterback. You go and pick the best receiver on the board because you don't need running backs anymore. And Or go pick – he could have got Travis Kelsey. I mean, there's better options than going to get Teddy Bridgewater. So – and that was just a start. I mean, like I said, if, if you look, he could have had a stud team and just picked up some rookie – or the Bears quarterbacks and rolled with it and figured it out later in the year, but he didn't. So he kind of boofed it. Okay. Max, why was John uh, last in your opinion? So it's, it's like Chase said, he tried to go, you know, in the fantasy community, there's a zero RB strategy where people draft everything but running back because they're so highly valued in other dumb leagues that do one quarterback. And so they get the top wide receivers, the top tight end, they get an elite quarterback because everybody else is ignoring those positions in favor of running back. And then Chase does the same thing last year with our league and it wasn't as simple as just oh, I'm not going to draft any quarterbacks and then I'm going to win he had to finagle it he had to make some trades in the middle of the season but ultimately all his positions aside from quarterback were pretty stacked and so it looked like that's what John was trying to do um, it's just a he didn't have the arsenal of picks that Chase had last year and b he caught down he, he went half-assed with it and took a quarterback in the third round instead of you know picking up Julio or somebody like that you know like his his receivers are a mess and then he went and drafted Travis Kelsey who don't get me wrong he's the best tight end in fantasy and I think he will be again this year he's a monster um but that's I, I think I put in the rankings it, that's a luxury when you can wait a full 10 rounds and maybe get a top five tight end because it's a crazy like the the variables in that position every single year just keeps changing you know, a Mark Andrews comes out of nowhere. It seems like every single year he could have had a valuable tight end 10 rounds later and continued stockpiling those, those uh, positions that are, you know, dwindling quickly in the third, fourth, and fifth rounds. So it's funny. Um, we did our RBR numbers separately, Chase and I did. And when we shared them, it was, you know, there were some similarities, some discrepancies, but like both of us immediately were like, okay, so John is last, Michael is first. Now we just have to figure out everything in between. You know, like it, it I, I think if we got a do-over, he would completely change everything about his draft. Maybe he would still keep Zeke or Dalvin, but I think he would seriously change a lot of the decisions that he made. So he's got a big hole to dig himself out of right now. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting that you guys both, both ranked him last in QBs, first in running backs. 
last wide receivers, first tight end. Um, that's that's quite the draft strategy. He's he's going by it, and he's sticking by it. Um, so yeah, yeah. It, was, it was completely blind too. It's not like me and Max talked about it while we we're raking. It was just like here, fill this out, and you know, thirty minutes later, it's like here we go. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, we're, it, it is obvious that he is trying to uh, get out of this situation. He is sending trades to everybody every day. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the, the consensus last place this year is John. Uh, moving on to 13, Dad. Max, tell us why you ranked Dad 13. You know, it's funny. Um, if we strictly went off RBR, like if we – we're just saying RBR is it, That's, and then we're going to average the two. Brad would have been ranked so much higher. Um, Chase actually had his RBR much higher than I did. He was his, his RBR was higher than my team's in Chase's ranking. Um, he Brad didn't do a bad job drafting, you know. Like from a from like he got Aaron Rodgers. He's got decent running backs, you know. Um, I, I love Odell Beckham. AJ Green has a lot of upside. Michael Gallup, I, I talked about him in several people's notes this year. He's a target machine, and that's going to be a good offense. You know, Austin Hooper, I'm higher on than most people. I I don't think Brad did a bad job drafting. It's just some of the mistakes he made were evident of mistakes he always makes. You know, the Joe Burrow trade with Clay. Like, if you're not going to draft Joe Burrow, don't mortgage some picks to make sure that you get him, especially whenever nobody but Brad thinks he's going to be a high-tier quarterback this year. Um, and I think my biggest issue was I, t- I hate the fifth-round Jonathan Taylor pick. I really do. I You know, Marlon Mack was a great running back last year. The Colts have no reason not to give him touches like they're not going to go oh we spent draft capital on Jonathan Taylor sorry Marlon Mack even though you were great at what you do we're gonna feed this rookie who didn't have a proper training camp this year it's just it's not realistic it's what the fantasy ranking sites are telling you to do but in reality I just I don't believe in it I think he's rolling out Kamara Marlon Mack um, but because of the timeshare that's not gonna that's not gonna be great from a Colts running backs perspective so then I, I think Chase and I both agree that even though his RBR was a little bit higher than where he's ranked, we kind of docked him because Brad's not going to trade, you know, and, and from an ad drop perspective, he's not going to be the guy that gets a notification on his phone and makes a pickup at 11 o'clock before everybody else does. It's just part of this is ranking where his team is now. And part of it is kind of hedging my bets on I'm tired of, ranking somebody seventh and them not making the playoffs and people being like the rankings suck so you know for for brad i'm always gonna dock him a couple of spots like and i until proven otherwise that's what i'm gonna do so um yeah well it and it is a little bit of a pattern that i've noticed about rookie running backs going back to the jonathan taylor thing i mean you you used Hey, I'm not trying to get in my head of myself, but the cam makers, Jonathan Taylor, uh, is there something about rookies um, as a whole that you find unattractive in the in the draft this year? No, no, not at all. I mean, hell, I drafted a bunch of them. I think I drafted two defensive rookies and two offensive rookies, one of them in the first round. Um, it's projecting touches for rookies. You know, I, I drafted rugs. And because I think he's immediately going to be the number one wide receiver. Now we're seeing Tyrell Williams has an injury he's going to have to play through this year. 
Um, I think he's immediately going to get targets because that's their best option. You know, they've got, they've got Nelson Aguilar and Zay Jones and a bunch of other guys. And if the Raiders want to win, they're going to try and get this new young Tyreek prototype out on the field as quickly as possible with, and with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, no competition in the backfield, you know? So I love that for, Guys like Cam Akers, guys like Jonathan Taylor, guys like J.K. Dobbins, guys like DeAndre Swift, they're going into backfields that already have good established guys. I mean, hell, put the football numbers aside and just look at their fantasy points from last year. These guys were all productive fantasy running backs last year. So I don't understand, and I'm not saying none of those guys are going to win their respective jobs, but it's kind of a dart throw, right? Like, I would have much rather paid on Johnson's price and expect his production using where he was drafted then reach on deandre swift same goes for mark ingram over jk dobbins you know like it just it's we're trying our best to you know project what's most likely to happen and i don't think what's most likely to happen is jonathan taylor coming in and getting 20 carries week one you know he might by week 14 but i i don't know we the only the only thing we can expect is week one Trying to project any further than that's crazy, especially this year. Okay. Well, if Brad starts Jonathan Taylor week one, he's an idiot because he, like you said, he the main guy he's got him. He picked him late. I think he that was a solid pick for Brad. Um, he, I like Brad's team more because I'm more about pillars. I want those solid two or three guys on your team that you can build around because you can trade and do free agency and fill in your team throughout the year. Unless you're Brad, who has trouble trading and picking up free. But, I mean, I'm not going to – Is that what we're going to call it? He has trouble trading? I mean, if you ever try to trade with Brad, yes. He has a lot of trouble just, like, losing a trade. He just wants to make sure he's going to win the trade. So, as long as he thinks he wins, you can – I've traded with him. I traded him Aaron Rodgers one year. Um, That was a big deal. And um, it it got me into the playoffs. But um, I just – He's trading challenged if you will. Yeah, see, he just – I don't think he – I think he's just too nervous. He gets in his head. But, but he, like I said, this year he has Aaron Rodgers, Alvin Kamara, Odell Beckham. I like Joe Burrow enough as a second quarterback. I don't want him starting, you know, it's the first quarterback. But second quarterback, we'll see. Maybe he can do well. The problem I had with Brad was his defense. I mean, if we're not – if I'm just looking at his team, I hate Brad's defense. I hate everything about it. He has quarterbacks. Sean Williams is not a starter, and I don't want defensive ends high in the draft. But I know we're trying to keep it to offense. I just that's it's about Brad's team. That's why I would have docked him the most because he has a really solid offense, except for AJ Green and maybe Jonathan Taylor. An interesting take on uh, on his his lack of trading and lack of, uh, you know, he usually doesn't fill up all of his moves saying that he gets nervous or he has anxiety. And my person, maybe not with picking up free agents, but with trading, he definitely, he just, he won't pull the trigger because he doesn't want to lose. In my personal opinion, I think it's uh, more of a uh, laziness and apathy than a nervousness. Uh, I don't think he thinks about this too much. I think if you send him a trade, uh, he usually brushes it to the side and keeps on going with his day. Um, <laughs> let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Uh, I will note thus far, John Riggs and Dad, you guys have both had the exact same rankings at every position except for Brad's wide receivers. 
Uh, Max ranked his receivers fifth, and Chase ranked them sixth. Unanimous. So, pretty unanimous thus far. Uh, let's move on to Darth Scott at number 12. Max, what do you think of Darth Scott's team? Man, I, I didn't want to rank Scott this low uh, because I love his quarterbacks. I really do. Um, I, they are both high ceiling guys that I think have the pieces this season to both be top 15 quarterbacks. I think that's great. Um, the problem was, I mean, like I, I ranked him as the seventh best quarterbacks and I thought that that was pretty bold because I'm ranking him ahead of Prescott Newton, Murray Minshew, uh, Drew Brees and Drew Locke, the Drews, you know, like I, I really, I like his quarterbacks a lot. Um, I don't, I, I'm not in on as in on Miles Sanders as everybody else. Um, I, I just he I, I don't think the Eagles have had a bell cow running back in a long while. Like what since LaShawn McCoy and it was um, what's his name Chip Kelly. You know, like like has Doug Peterson ever had a bell cow running back that puts up crazy fantasy points? They like to rotate guys around a lot. Like if Sanders was guaranteed 20 touches a game, I would feel very differently. He's a really skilled running back. Um, but, you know, I, I'm worried about his playing time. And then I'm also a little worried about Mark Ingram's playing time. I know that this, it, it's going to sound like I'm waffling on what I was saying about J.K. Dobbins, but Mark Ingram was a great fantasy running back last year. They still used draft capital on other running backs last year. I think as a result there's not going to be one clear top 10 running back out of that offense. I think they're going to run the ball like crazy and just keep putting new guys in there for new roles or maybe play, you know, two running backs on a, at a time on the field. Um, either way, I, I wasn't as high on his running backs as Chase was. We had, we saw eye to eye on his wide receivers and, you know, whatever, Jared Cook is fine, especially with the change to receiving yards. But ultimately, it doesn't feel like Scott's team should be 12th. I know that's where it ended up ranking, um, but I, the ceiling, I, you know, I just want to point out, I would say his team, best case scenario, finishes fifth in the regular season if he keeps this roster, you know. But unfortunately, yeah, the, the floor is probably 12th, 13th, 14th um, if no breakouts happen. If everything happens exactly the way everybody projects it, then yeah, Scott's in for a rough season. But I like the upside, so... Okay. Chase, tell me about Shaddock's team. Yeah, I, I want to like it. I mean, I, I have always liked Matt Ryan and Derek Carr. I've had him before. He was on my team last year when I won. Um, I don't hate – I actually had him on one of his best year whenever he got paid. Um, I, I like his quarterbacks. I just don't know how, how – if they can carry his team. Because that's what he needs them to do. He needs his quarterbacks to carry his team. Sanders, I'm a little higher on Sanders just because I think with the change to receiving, he's going to he's he's going to be a top seven running back. Jetting got him exactly where he should have been picked, and I, it, the other it just his receivers suck. Mm. I'm not a fan of Tyler Lockett. He does not get enough. And he has three or four games a year where he does well. Every other t- game it's just you know 40 yards five targets you know three receptions I, I, not a fan of that and he reached on uh Miko 
there's no ifs, ands, or buts. He picked him way too early. There's better picks on the – I understand he's talked to me about why he picked him, and I understand because, you know, he thinks that he'll improve on last year and every other receiver had question marks that he didn't want to deal with. So just not my favorite team. I don't think – like Max says, I don't think he should be 12th worst team or the 12th team in, in the uh, rankings, but he is. That's where he's at. Yeah, I don't. I can't explain that feeling. Like, I'm not. I'm not like. Ah, well, let's move Scott's team up a couple. But it doesn't feel like a team that would be 12th. It feels like there's a huge wall between 12th and 13th. Well, I mean, you guys built this RBR. You compared your statistics, and this is where he ended up. So, um, it is what it is. Darth Scott, 12th place. Let's move on to 11th place. The eternal touchdown, touchdown that never ends. Chase, tell me about Clay's team. Well, it's another eerily similar ranking where we both had QBs ranked 13th. We had running backs 11 and 12. We had his receivers first and second, and his tight end is second and third. So I think it's pretty unanimous. Like Clay's team is decent enough. He has a lot of depth, but he doesn't have that player that stands out to me. I'm like, all right, you know, he can build around that guy. Um, Danny Dimes and Jimmy G, they're solid. They'll they'll do their job, but are they going to win him a game? I'm not sure. They might win one game, but they're not going to win him a bunch of games. Drake, I'm not as high as everybody else is on him. I could see him doing pretty well this year, but also Chase Edmonds is right behind him. And Chase Edmonds was not bad in his limited time last year. So he he has backups for all of his positions, and – you know, Clay will trade this year to get to try to win the championship, and he might. But I just think he traded too many of his picks, that one pick to get that, you know, best player he could possibly get. Took last year's strategy and pushed it a little too far. Yeah. Uh, Max, tell me about Clay's team. So I think I think Clay's team is a perfect example for – pointing out one of the flaws in RBR, you know, his quarterbacks are ranked 13th. Um, and, you know, Danny Dimes, Janine Garofalo, uh, Tua, uh, it's not a great set of quarterbacks, but the difference between being 13th and 14th here is way more than three points. You know what I mean? Like the difference between them and Bridgewater Darnold is so far. Um, so, I mean, I think that's why he – ended up 11th and not 12th or 13th because you know even though he has the second worst quarterbacks they're not that bad you know he can do a lot with this both of those quarterbacks can improve their numbers from last year um on top of that you know I like Kenyon Drake a lot I I don't understand why he gets kicked around I don't know why he wasn't used more in Miami I don't know why people doubt him after what he did in Arizona last year you know, he showed up and people were like, oh, this is going to hurt David Johnson. And it did more than hurt David Johnson. It just removed him from the equation. He became the running back and he was a fantasy stud. So I like that pick. Um, I also, God, just look at Clay's wide receivers. Like, yeah, Clay is a trade nut, you know, second only to Trevor. And even then, maybe not. Um, at some point, if he's willing to break some of those guys up or help, break them all up. Like, Trade them all away. Downgrade on all of them. Keep Will Fuller or keep, you know, one of Julio Godwin, A.J. Brown. Trade the rest away to upgrade your running backs. Upgrade from, 
um, Danny Dimes because he's never going to trade Garoppolo. Um, you know, he's got a lot of ammo here. So not to mention, God, if you're facing Clay, you're just – I'm not going to watch the 49ers game. I, like, I'm just not going to have it on TV. And if it comes up on red zone, I'm just going to panic a little bit because it they're going to do two things. They're going to run the ball and throw it to Kittle. And that's that's all of Clay's players. When the 49 when the 49ers game is over, his opponent feels much better because it's like, okay, that's like half his team. All right, this will work out fine. Um, so all in all, I think I think Clay did a pretty good job. I agree with Chase to a certain extent. His team is kind of lopsided because of his uh, because of his pick trades. But like you know, this is it feels like Clay does this every year. Every year he's got an imbalanced team, and by the end of the season, he's got a better roster than what he started with. So, um, ranked him 11th. Will not be surprised at all if he ends up in the playoffs. He's just he's uh, seems like he always ends up there nowadays. So it is what it is. Okay. All right. So we will keep it moving. Number 10, Rumham. You guys looked like you're you're pretty much agreement with these with this uh with this team, except for the running backs. Chase, tell me why do you hate on Trevor's running backs? I don't dislike Chubb. I dislike Connor. I think Connor was a flash in a pan that one year. Last year he had a number of injuries. He just it's not the same player he was after Le'Veon Bell left. So I'm just not interested in having Connor as one of my guys. I'm glad he's not on my team. And that was Trevor's team. There's just a bunch of people on Trevor's team I'm glad I don't have. I don't want Drew Brees. I don't think he can keep it up. Maybe he can, but it, it, you saw him go down, bumping his finger on another player's helmet. I mean, I don't know if he's made a glass now or not. I just don't know. Drew Locke, yeah, he was on my team when I won, but – I think Trevor picked him too early because he's a homer. Everybody can be a homer, but he's definitely a homer for Denver. Um, Michael Thomas, he had an amazing year last year. I don't think he can put up a year quite like that again. I do like Marquise Brown, like Adam Thielen. Marquise Brown's going to be bigger. I think he can – year two receivers, they have um, – they usually break out a bit more than they do when they're a rookie. So I think Marquise Brown has a ton of upside – and Adam Thielen is the number one guy now, so we'll see what he can do with that. But I just – I'm unimpressed more with his team than I am with eternal trust jobs, honestly. Okay. Interesting. Max, tell me about Rumham. So uh, there was actually a, a huge difference for us in Trevor's team. This was the first one we were arguing about over text message. Um, there were four teams we disagreed heavily on. And like I said, this is the first one. I ranked Trevor's team sixth. Um, Chase actually ranked them 13th. And, you know, I I wrote a full paragraph on why I believe in Drew Brees. Um, it, it seems like a running theme among everybody that didn't draft uh, ARP quarterback this year is that they're like, oh, this is the year old quarterbacks go to shit, you know? But Drew Brees is, what, 40, 41? Tom Brady's like 55 years old. And people have been saying that for the last 10 years. It's only going to happen once. Like, they're only going to break down and stop being good really one time. And then after that, it's probably, okay, they're either going to retire or they have one more shitty year where they aren't drafted high again. Um, Drew Brees has not shown any rust, you know, on a per-game basis. He got injured last year, so his numbers look a little bit skewed. But on a per-game basis, he was top five quarterback. 
You know, like he's always a top five quarterback. His worst year in the last 10 years was in 2017 and he was the ninth best quarterback. You know, Trevor drafted him 10th. I, it makes no sense to me. And then he pairs him with Michael Thomas. That's going to be scary as shit to face this year. Uh, but the big difference between what Chase and I thought about his team were the running backs. You're right. I, I love Nick Chubb. I do. I loved him last year. And then he was awesome last year. And I love him this year. And I expect him to be awesome again this year. Um, I expect the Browns offense in general to be better this year. Even Baker. I think they're going to be a run first team. Like run first, run second, maybe even run third team. Um, but like, and Chubb is just a monster, especially in a scheme where it's like a, a zone run scheme where it's all based off of his own reads. I, I think he can be a top five, top 10 running back easily. And Trevor paid a pretty reasonable price for him. Um, as for James Conner, which I know, I know Chase hates him and it sucks. He was awful last year. He got injured him a lot last year. But if you look back at 2018, like I said, 2019, the whole Steelers offense was trash. Any running back they put in there couldn't get anything done because nobody's scared of their quarterbacks. Nobody's scared of their passing game at all. This year, that fears back a little bit. If Big Ben is throwing it to Deontay Johnson, throwing it to, to Juju, throwing it to their two tight ends. Um, and in 2018, you know, Connor ends up with 12 touchdowns, almost 1,000 yards, 55 receptions, which I think are incredibly important with our scoring. And that wasn't of complete season as being the starter. He came in and started games later on. So I think the sky's the limit for Connor this year. I don't, I, I think, you know, everybody's memory is a little too short on that. Um, and Trevor got him at a really good value. You know, yeah. his, his wide receivers are good. We saw eye to eye on that. And I like the upside on Fant, especially paired with uh, Drew Locke. But in general, I'm, I'm with everybody else on Drew Locke this year. I mean, I, he had a couple good weeks last year. He beat the shit out of the Texans. I don't, I don't think he's great. I think he's just what they have, you know? I think the consensus is that, uh, that Drew Locke is not the permanent guy there in Denver. I guess we'll just have to see um, what happens this year, see how we move forward with him as a fantasy QB. But let's keep it rolling here. We'll move on to the number nine team, Suck My Vic. Tell me, you guys uh, seem to slightly agree on Leonard Fournette. Um, tell me, why do you guys agree on these running backs, Max? What, what, what is uh, so good about Scott's running backs? Well, Josh Jacobs is just a good football player. That's all there is to it. I expect the Raiders' offense to be better this year. They keep saying, oh, they're going to throw it more to Jacobs. And then they're like, no, they're not going to throw it more to Jacobs. One way or another, I, I think he's the poor man's Derrick Henry. They're going to feed him. They have an elite offensive line. Go look at the pro football focus numbers for their offensive line. Uh, their center, I think it's Orlando Hudson, has been like the top center in all of pro football focus for the last like six years. And every number or every year his number goes up, you know, they – they have an incredible O-line. Anybody can get yardage behind that O-line, and Jacobs is really good. You pair that with Fournette, who I know DJ Chark is good, but at the end of the day, Fournette is their focal point on offense. You know, if if Gardner Minshew's going to have any fantasy value this year, it's going to piggyback on Fournette being productive. If you put a bad running back in there and they can focus on Minshew, I don't think that looks good. Um he caught a lot of passes last year, had almost no touchdowns. So if we're talking about touchdown regression, he's due. 
So if he keeps those reception numbers, if he's still active in that uh, in that passing game, which their new offensive coordinator, Jay Gruden, who I love a lot because he focuses on tight ends and running backs, focuses on running backs. You know, like I, I think he's going to be peppered with targets. I I don't expect him to be a top five running back or anything, but top fifteen, you know, top twenty, easy. Okay. All right, Chase, tell me about Hedeman's team and uh, why you ranked him where they did where you did. I rank, me personally, I ranked Scott seventh, so right in the middle of the pack. Um, I think, you know, early on right now, his team, if he can't figure out something to do with Cam Newton, it's just, what is he going to do? I mean, he doesn't have anybody to start. And to like, you know, five days out, two days out, be scrambling to find a starting QB. I mean, that that's how you get your throat ripped in a trade. So um, I wish he would put a little bit more stock in finding that other QB to go with Cam Newton just in case Cam can't go. I did like his Mike Evans pick. I love the DJ Chark pick. Josh Jacobs, he got great value out of that guy coming in in his second year. He should have more catches, which will be good for this year coming up in our um, our point system. Uh, Leonard Fournette, like Max said, I love those players that have low touchdown totals. Um, I think they're always due to get, you know, with only three touchdowns last year, I don't see any reason why he can't get six combined touchdowns. He'll double his touchdown. You know, it's it just the buy low players are, you know, usually people I go after. Um, I'm not sure why Scott decided to draft Andy Dalton. Doesn't really make any sense to me unless he thinks he's going to get traded somewhere. Oh, he's got Dak. I know, but Dak, you really think Dak's going to get hurt? I mean, that's the only person to take the backup quarterback, except for the obvious like Tyrod. In uh, Justin Herbert, they're both selected, and then the Bears QBs are both selected. Those are obvious, but like the fourth best quarterback last year, he's just going to get injured. Scott needs to prepare for that instead of preparing for another QB to actually start. I just don't agree with that. To be fair, when we when we announced that we were going to give an extra bench spot this year, uh, you know, in in accordance with COVID nineteen, uh, I thought more people would go after their number one picks insurance. It's something that we've never actually really done in this league because of maybe the lack of bench spots or the thought that maybe you could strike gold with one of those bench spots. And so you think you can better spend somewhere else. Uh, But, you know, there's a lot of grumbling and complaining and people being upset about losing their number one quarterback or losing a quarterback in general. So maybe having that insurance is uh is smart i don't, I don't know but he he could have gotten somebody else i mean if he would have just instead of getting aaron donald in the 13th he could have got he might i think yeah ryan fitzpatrick was available uh no i guess ryan fitzpatrick got a couple picks before him but he could have got somebody else i mean there there had he could have put more equity in that third quarterback because his team de- desperately needs a third quarterback at this point if, okay, but if any quarterback is injured this season, if any starting quarterback goes down, who in their respective offense is the most valuable backup quarterback? Because I would say Dalton. You know, like I, I look at – I don't even know who Tom Brady's backup is. I think it might be Blaine Gabbard. But if you said, do you want Blaine Gabbard starting for Tampa Bay or do you want Dalton starting for Dallas? I would want Dalton starting for Dallas because he – I think he's actually like a top 30 quarterback in the NFL. He should be starting for some team. That's fair enough. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's just something I wouldn't do. I would just, I would rather pay just a bit more 
go out and get that Herbert. I mean, I think Huck's Herbert pick was a great pick. He got a potential starter in the second half of the year, and that's when you need that QB to come in. It's the second half of the year. So. Yep. All right, let's keep this train moving. Uh, this is a very controversial team, but you guys seem to agree on most of uh, his positions. So let's talk about Disco Lemonade. Chase, tell me about Disco Lemonade and why you ranked him eighth. Well, um, let me see. I actually ranked in in my rankings. Gotcha. So um, I Neil kind of did what he did last year again, and I don't mean he got the couple players that he had last year. I mean, like Derrick Henry, when he fell to him, I mean he didn't really have another option. He had to take Derrick Henry. He needed a running back. That was the best running back on the board. Second best running back last year. Maybe he won't be the same, but he's still you know, in his prime, and you rolled the dice on that. Um, Tyree Kill, same thing. Needed a high-end receiver. He was available. There's other options, but he, at his best, is the one of the best, one of the top three in the NFL. Howard Murray, go right in his lap. I think that was – he couldn't have been gifted a better player. Um, I, there's holes in his team, but he has a real solid top four guys. Kyler Murray, Gardner Minshew, Tyree Kill, Derrick Henry. Solid all day. You can fill in the rest later in the year. Free agents. He'll pick up another running back if Todd Gurley gets hurt. He can find other receivers and make trades for other receivers. So with that, that's why I rank Neil so high. I think that he has a good foundation to move forward with. And, you know, got a bunch of buy low players with Robert Woods. He only had two touchdowns last year. I think he'll improve on that. Um, we'll, we'll just see. Okay. All right. Max, tell me about this go eliminate and why you have them where you have them. So, um, as Chase alluded to, I had them ranked lower than eighth. Our big disagreement on Disco Lemonade were the quarterbacks. Um, I am not as sure about Murray. In our quarterbacks podcast, I, I mentioned, you know, I expect Murray to be a top five pick this year. I expect the hype to be there. They've got Hopkins now. Like, it's uh, – he's, he's really, like – hyped up player that somebody somebody's going to want you know i know you wanted him mm-hmm. um i am not so sure let's uh, to be clear i'm not down on kyler murray he had some great weeks last year he showed a lot of good you know poise behind a terrible offensive line and now he's got hopkins who i honestly think if, if neil's going to bet on murray he should have drafted hopkins over derrick henry um i think derrick henry was a very safe and you know i would say it's a boring pick because you kind of know more or less the production you're going to get out of Henry, whereas you double down on Murray with Hopkins, maybe Hopkins is the number one wide receiver, and maybe Murray's the top five quarterback. So clearly, that's what Neil thinks is going to happen. So, I don't know. That's either way. I, I'm not sure Kyler Murray is a locked in top five or even top ten quarterback. Um, and Minshew, I think I mentioned this on the quarterbacks podcast too. I don't know what to think about him. So, uh, okay. I like Neil's wide receivers. Um, I like, but I'm scared about Todd Gurley, especially when they're like, we're going to give him 15 carries a week. Like that news just came out today. So it's a bad sign when they, they talk about how many carries they're going to give somebody. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. They're, they're like, we don't know how healthy he is. This is how many carries we're going to give him. Uh, <laughs> when I, healthy, we ideally 25 carries, you know? Sure. Yeah. And I know I, I called it out in the rankings. God, that Jameson Crowder pick though was really fantastic. I think we're all going to, 
assuming he stays healthy, we're going to be thinking about that pick later on in the season. I'm like, yeah, damn, that was one. Uh, one guy we did mention is Zach Ertz. I mean, Zach Ertz had a hell of a year last year, and he'll have another good year this year because he's the main guy in the receiving sure. core. So yeah. I think Zach Ertz is also something that makes Neil's team well above average. Zach Ertz was somebody that was pretty forgotten when talking about the upper echelon of tight ends this year, at least by uh, the people who do fantasy projections professionally. Uh, you talked about Mark Andrews, you talked about Kittle, and you talked about Kelsey. Uh, Ertz wasn't mentioned like in that in that group like he was in the past. So uh, yeah, maybe that that is a solid pick for him. But let's keep it going here. Uh, let's move on to y'all's number seven uh, team, and that's Sex Raptor. Max, tell me about Sex Raptor and and why you have them where you have them. I really, God, I hate Chase for this. Like, I hate that Chase is putting me in this position right now, where I'm like, Chase, I promise, Huck's team is great. It's a top four team. Like, defend Huck's team. Yeah, defend Huck's team. I feel like I'm in a freaking just panic dream right now this is awful um so i don't understand the hate on philip rivers i want to believe it i want to believe it so bad you know as a texans fan i want philip rivers his career to basically be over i want people to forget he was ever even on the colts after he retires because he was so bad it's just not likely right now they're paying him a lot of money right now to be an upgrade on jacoby Brissett. They're getting in more weapons. They still have an elite offensive line. All in all, it's just it's a good offense in general. I think you put a backup quarterback in that offense, and they're still, you know, probably going to be a top 20, at the very least, top 25 fantasy quarterback. And yet, Huck got him as the 26th quarterback off the board. Like, look at some of the quarterbacks drafted ahead of him, you know. But I, I think I mentioned in the rankings, Mitch Trubisky was QB 26 last year. Do we really think that Rivers is going to put up less points than Mitch Trubisky? Like, that's that's nonsense. He was bad last season. I had Phillip Rivers. I traded him for Baker Mayfield straight up. Somehow didn't work out for me or Trevor. Um, he was awful last year. He improved a little bit as the year went on. Ended up as quarterback 17. At the very least, he should be there this season. So you pair that with, you know, the a top two quarterback, because I still think Lamar Jackson should be the favorite to be quarterback one this year. You pair that with a top two quarterback, and yeah, Huck has the best quarterbacks in the league. Served up to him on a platter because we left a top 15-ish quarterback on the board until the fourth round because we like the Texans. It's, it's just bad. It's bad. But on the other hand, let me tell you about some things about Huck's team that sucks, okay? Um, I was higher on his wide receivers than you were because I like Calvin Ridley I will never say that I like T.Y. Hilton, but he's fantasy relevant. I like Boyd, but Akers, man. Uh, you know, Eckler, Eckler's a completely separate thing. I really like Eckler, but Akers and Hunt, uh, there's, there's no guarantee there. And Akers in the sixth is silly to me when, when you look at some of the other guys that were available. Like, I'm not saying that Le'Veon Bell is going to be an elite running back this year, you know? but he is a player that has that was the premier running back and he's not that old right now and they improved their offensive line and you know improve their offense as a whole it's realistic that Le'Veon Bell gets 250 carries and ends up as a top 15 running back Akers on the other hand is going in day one hoping that maybe he gets 10 touches a game 
You know, I don't know if Huck drafted him thinking by week six, he's going to be 20, 25 touches a game. But when I have an option, even in a bad offense, to draft a running back who has proven he's been good before and I know is going to be a focal point on the offense over a rookie that the coach has already come out and said, well, it's going to be a running back by committee. Even if that's coach speak, this pick doesn't pay off till week six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And there's always the chance that he goes the way of Justice Hill or, you know, those type of rookie running backs that came in with a lot of hype and just fall off a cliff. I think the sixth round, way too early for him. Um, I think Huck's going to end up starting Kareem Hunt most of the time, and he's the second running back in their offense. So that being said, you know, I, I do like Huck, Huck's team a lot more than, uh, than Chase does. So I guess that's something. Okay. Chase, tell me about Sex Raptor. Well, do you really think that Philip Rivers, second half of the year, is going to look sharp? He's going to be out there throwing good balls. He's going to be putting up his 300 yards a game on the second half of the season when you need him the most? Maybe. Do you, do you think that he's going to throw more than 20 touchdowns this year? Or yeah. Do you think he's going to throw more than 20 interceptions? No. No, because I, I don't expect him to be a gunslinger. You know, I, I think he can be successful on the Colts just being a glorified game manager, never throwing the ball further than 15 yards down the field. T.Y. Hilton doesn't need to be 40 yards down the field to beat somebody. He's fast as shit. He could be eight yards down the field and burn somebody out of the, out of the press. I think Phil Rivers' head is there. I think he's sharp. I think he's a firecracker. I think he can leave. I think it's kind of like Peyton Manning. I saw the tail end of Peyton Manning, and it, it looked like Phil Rivers last year. Balls are not coming out of his hand quick. He's missing receivers. He cannot finish drives when it counts the most. He costs me a lot of money. I don't <laughs> like the guy. I like him personally. I think he's pretty cool. But I don't want him on my football team. I understand why he felt so hard because I think his he has a higher ceiling, but his floor. I mean, he could literally be out of the league in seven games. He could just get benched, and he's not going to come back in. So I'm just I, I think he did well with Justin Herbert just in case. I think that'll be okay for him later. But Phil Rivers, I cannot see him finishing out the year strong, and that's when you need him the most. T.Y. Hilton, injury prone, old, and has Phil Rivers thrown to him. Um, Cam Akers, like you said, good luck, and you don't have a backup to Cam Akers because Cream Hunt, yeah, he's talented and semi good, but Chubb is more talented and much better. And he's going to have a hard time getting touches. And if you take away those two running backs, the only running back you have left is Austin Eckler. And I don't get the hype on somebody who only rushed for 550 yards last year. Well, he was he was playing with Melvin Gordon at the time. He he's wasn't at the beginning situation. of the year. He wasn't at the beginning of the year. And he I was mean, like a first, top three running back at the beginning of the year. Uh, I just – I don't see – I could see him catching the ball a bunch, but getting 1,000 yards receiving and 750 yards rushing, that's his cap. Yeah. And that's pretty good, but it, that's that's a lot to hope for out of Eckler, who's only done it for three-quarters of a season as far as I'm concerned because he was not elite the whole year. He was not worth that high of a pick if you go through his entire game log. I do like Tyler Boyd. It's a good pick. I've got good value out of it. I'm, I've had Calvin Ridley his rookie year. I traded him to Huck one of the years. Um, it's just 
it's kind of like with uh, Clay's team. I didn't like that he picked uh, Chris Godwin over Mike Evans. I don't think Calvin Ridley is better than Julio. It's not like you could have picked Julio instead, but I just don't think Calvin Ridley is that talented. It's just my opinion. Ridley's an advanced metrics darling. He's one of those guys, if you go on uh, pro football focus or pro football reference and look at the advanced receiving, it's like, oh, this guy's incredible. But yeah, with Julio there, I agree there's a cap. You got to respect with Rivers, though, the bolo ties, right? I mean. <laughs> no, he's a, that's what I mean. He's a cool guy. I like him. I just, I liked him. He led me to, uh, like, I've had him on my team. He does well for me. I just was scared to draft him three years ago. I was scared to draft him last year. I'm petrified to draft him this year. Yeah. Uh, I will say a few things. Philip Rivers, never been on my team before. Very excited about that. And also Austin Eckler was the number two running back in the first half of the NFL season last year, fantasy-wise. And in the second half, after MG3 came back, he finished fifth. So... Uh, just some, some stats to throw on that. We'll, we'll continue it on Thursday. Let's keep it moving. Number six, the team that collectively is number six, and that is the Poopy Two. Uh, Chase, tell me about the Poopy Two. Um, drafting Lamar Jackson, I mean, he kind of had to do it. Um, I just, you know, scoring 490 points last year, I'd be shocked if Lamar Jackson came even close to that. I think that he'd have a great season if he scored 400 points. And um, I just can't see him scoring that many points. I think he'll do well. But it's just one of those players that you bought him at his peak, and I don't think he can go any higher. So hopefully he can replicate something what he did last year. Jared Goff, steal of a pick. Guy has put up 4,600 yards last year, 22 touchdowns, had a bunch of interceptions, but he will do better this year. Um, Christian Kirk was another steal in the draft for him. My biggest problem with Poopy is the Joe Mixon pick. I, I, I just don't get it. I don't like Joe Mixon. He only had five touchdowns last year. Picking him that high, I think there is better value. Um, I think other people could have been picked. But, you know, uh, causes advanced metrics. I'm sure he saw something that, that we didn't see. But, you know, this team, he's got really solid players. He's got two good quarterbacks. He's got top tight end, solid receivers, running backs that should play for him throughout the year. So um, I don't know if he can trade yet or not because he was a little scared last year. He didn't trade me Trubisky when Trubisky was at his peak. He didn't want to, and it ended up costing him. So um, we'll see if he can trade his way and pick up some free agents along the way. But I like Cause's team. I think he'll do well this year. All right. Max, tell me about the Poopy 2. So this is the, what, third team that Chase and I disagreed on a whole lot. Um, whenever we first put together the numbers, I had him ranked 10th, and Chase had him ranked 4th. And the big disagreements we had was, you know, Chase just liked all of his players more than I did, um, which is weird because like with Lamar Jackson, again, I went through the whole exercise. I tried to look for why or what could stop Lamar Jackson from doing this again this year. And I came up empty. Aside from like, oh, defenses know what he does. They knew what he did towards the end of the season. He was still cooking them. You know, like 
he ran for more yards than Michael Vick ever did in a single season last year. Like we're seeing something very different for the NFL, for the entire NFL. Like this is, if you put Lamar Jackson back in 2005, 2004, he's on the Madden cover. Vick is not. Like he, he outdid him in every way, shape and form last season. You know, 400 points in a fantasy season is good for any player. Um, but I, I think that's Jackson's floor this year based off everything. He throws accurately, doesn't have to throw very often. Um, even if they put him in the pocket more, it just means more passing touchdowns, which I think he only had, what, 30, 100 yards, something like that passing last year. So I, I love Jackson. It's just I dislike golf that much to offset it, you know, from an advanced metric perspective, golf is not special. He is a product of his offense. You know, the Rams offense is fantastic, or at least it was in the past with Gurley. You know, there were a couple of years there where Gurley was the focal point, and then they've kind of moved towards golf. I think that's more Cooper Cup, who's incredible, and who, by the way, was a great pick um, by cause. But, like, I, I just – I don't think golf is special. Um, as for the running backs, we both hate Mixon. He's running behind a bad offensive line on a bad team. He's going to get very few carries in the second half. He's injury-prone. I There's – I, there's nothing I do like about Mixon. I understand he's going to get touches, at least first half touches. He'll probably get some touchdowns. He might end up as a top 20 running back, but he's not worth a second round pick. Um, MG3 is in a timeshare, a bigger one than he was in last year. So, I, and it's it's not like, a, oh, there's other skilled running backs behind him. Like they're calling it a timeshare. And the city of Denver loves Philip Lindsay. I'm sure their coaching staff does too because he was that undrafted, you know, just works his ass off kind of guy, he's still going to get plenty of touches in that offense. Um, I don't love DJ Moore catching from Teddy, uh, just because in the past, if you look at his numbers, Teddy spread it out a lot um, in Minnesota way back in the day, spread it out a lot, a couple games with the Saints last year. Uh, Christian Kirk, his targets are only going to go down this year i don't care what training camp stories they have they have more targets and deandre hopkins is getting 120 of them so it is what it is um so all for all of those reasons yeah i'm i'm lower uh, probably a little too low if we're talking about it but i'm lower on causes team than chase is but it, it just it revolves around a couple of players i also hope um cause is more willing to trade this year he was responsive a good conversational trade talker he just oh, yeah he'd answer you he'd answer you it's not like trading with brad who just will say one word back he definitely was you know it was just a lot of eh, I, I don't know guys i don't know this right. guy or, is more than that and it wasn't like trading danny where you have to like text huck to fax danny or whatever the communication <laughs> line was last year i'm so glad he has an iphone now uh, I will say, uh, you know, in cause defense, that he it was the first year in the league and he had some kinks to work out and trading is scary. Uh, you know, when you are, it's your first year in the league, you don't know what is worth what. Um, so I, I would expect to see him trade a little bit more going into the year. But going back to the Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick comparison, as somebody who watched Michael Vick a ton, uh, yeah, a couple decades ago, or it seems like a couple decades ago, a lot of Mike Vick's run plays and spectacular plays came out of pass plays, uh, breaking down the pot, the pocket would break down and he would escape for 40, 50, 60 yards. Um, Lamar Jackson has 
significantly more planned run plays uh, and planned option plays, which just did not exist back in 2004, 2005, 2006, uh, at least at the NFL level, they did not. So it would be interesting to see if Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick did play together back in 04, 05, 06, and had those same playbooks or comparative playbooks, who would be actually on the Madden cover? Just a little Michael Vick defense there. Um, you were trying to shut him down. So, but we'll, we'll, I'm not trying to shut down Vick. You know, yeah. I'm just saying statistically, it's you know the evidence. But they're different. They're totally different players. I mean, it's like comparing. It's like Steve Young. I think is more like Mike Vick, where Lamar Jackson is just a different animal. He's right. he's more like Colin Kaepernick, but a bit better. No, so, he's what RG3 was for one year. He's just better at yeah, it. Yeah, and I think, you know, Lamar Jackson plays off play action more, or Mike Vick is looking to pass it first, and then he makes something happen. So they're different players, but I think they're both extremely exciting. So it's fun to watch them. Yeah. All right, well, let's keep on rolling. All right, the fifth. And then interesting one here, Ulysses S. Grant. Chase. Tell me about Max's team. Um, I, you know, it's kind of like me and Max. We ranked our own team higher, and the, then we ranked the other person's team super low. I ranked Max's team um, 11. Yeah. Um, I don't think it – I, I want to like his team more. I think I said that in, in my rankings. Um, I like Tom Brady, obviously, and Big Ben. Those are two solid quarterbacks, but they're old. And I'm just not in on these old quarterbacks this year. I think it's it's one of those years where they might just fall off the face of the earth and all of a sudden all those quarterbacks we knew in high school and early in college don't play in the NFL anymore, and it's a bunch of young guns. So it's going to happen one of these years, and I hope for Max's sake it's not this year because he needs both Tom Brady and Big Ben to put up big numbers for him to stay relevant. I mean, that that's just – the end of it. I mean, the Bears are not going to come save you. So um, I'm not as high as him on Allen Robinson. I like the Jarvis Landry pick. Henry Ruggs should be pretty good. The problem is with Henry Ruggs is just like the problem with CeeDee Lamb, rookie right receivers. Their first year is rough. And for them to get 800 yards and five touchdowns, that's a solid year for a rookie right receiver. So um, to expect him to break 1,000 yards and be a solid contributor on your offense on a weekly basis, I think might be a stretch. Um, but Clyde Edwards, I don't think is as much as a stretch to be um, a consistent contributing factor. I think he's going to be special. Everybody's talking him up. Hopefully he can live up to the hype. Um, we'll see. He is on the most explosive offense in the league. He is loved by Patrick Mahomes, um, I think. It's a, it could be a recipe for success, and Max could look smarter than everybody else, you know, by yeah. the end of the year. And David Johnson, we'll see. Um, I have him in the legal league. I hope he does well. Um, I think he has, you know, a 60-40 shot of being top 15 running back again, top 10 maybe. So we'll see. Um, but I don't hate Max's team. I just think he has too much in those old quarterbacks. So – Okay. Max, I'll give you a chance to defend your team. Tell me why it's ranked where it is. 
I mean, I don't, I'm not just going to read the rankings uh, or read my notes from the rankings verbatim. Um, but I mean, just a couple of uh, highlights. Uh, James Winston was the fifth best quarterback in fantasy last year because of that offense and because of his targets. Tom Brady, even as a 60-year-old or whatever he is, is a much better quarterback, much better football player, much smarter person than James Winston. You know, so I, for me, I'm like, okay, if I was to expect him to be quarterback five overall this year using that logic, I would feel like an idiot. So I expect him to be a top three quarterback, not because Tom Brady's outstanding, but because that offense and those targets, you put Andy Dalton in there, I think he becomes a top 10 quarterback. Tom Brady's the best quarterback of all time. He might not have a big, strong arm anymore, but he's going to figure out a way to get these guys in space. He's going to throw them open. And I think the offense as a whole is going to be so fun to watch this year. That's, that's part of what I'm looking forward to with my team. I never draft guys on the top offense. You know, Huck, you got to watch Mahomes and Jackson as your quarterbacks back-to-back years, and that is so fun. I never get that. I was stuck with Rivers and Baker fucking Mayfield last year. You know, like I, I won my championship on the back of Todd Gurley. This year, I am watching Tampa Bay, the super hype team. I'm watching the most hyped up rookie on the most hyped up offense running in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, and, you know, David Johnson, I, I pointed it out at some point in the rankings, like it wasn't a good pick. I didn't pick him there because of fantasy reasons. I picked him because... I just want him to be so good for the Texans. I want it really badly. I don't have any metrics or any, oh, well, our offensive line didn't. No, I have nothing. It's just, yes, I could have had Le'Veon Bell. Yes, I could have had Mark Ingram. But, like, if he's going to be a good running back for the Texans, like the best since Arian Foster, I want him on my team. I want to be able to root for him. I want to double down on it and believe. Um, but, yeah, I'd, beyond that, I mean, I, I, I can't really defend my wide receivers you know, even I ranked my wide receivers low. I can't defend Evan Ingram. I grabbed him there because he was there, because I was the last person to take a tight end. And I think if Ingram's healthy, he's a top six tight end. If he's not healthy, I fucking drop him. Whatever, it's a move. Um, I think my big disagreement between me and anybody else looks my team is going to be with the quarterbacks. And for the record, I didn't want Roethlisberger. He just shouldn't have been there. You know, I, I expected to take Matt Stafford. That's why I had penciled in. I'm like, when it comes back around to me, I'll grab Stafford. But I had Roethlisberger ranked higher. So I was pleasantly surprised and also like, uh, was this a good idea? But we'll see. And when he's healthy, the last two years he's been healthy. I can't remember the numbers, but he was incredible. That Steelers offense is incredible. They don't have Antonio Brown now, but, you know. I would trust Roethlisberger more than uh, Brady this year. I think that just, you know, just what I think, um, what I'm predicting, I think Big Ben has a better year than Tom Brady. That's bold. I'd, I'd, I'd put, money put some on money on it. Yeah. You know, put some money on it. Okay. Yeah. That's a fun bet for me. Cause I'm rooting for both of them. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either way you're doing well. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? 25 on it? 50 on it? I'll do 50. 50. All right. I'm putting it down. Put it down. 50 that Brady outscores Roethlisberger. Huck, what side of that would you have taken? I would have taken Tom Brady, but the, the reasoning is because you take the hot hand fellow. I mean, there's, the hot hand with every player in sports. You cannot try and guess when this player is going to break down. You can't try to guess when 
uh, you know, a, a player will be done. I mean, we've seen it with Peyton Manning. Uh, I know Peyton Manning's been brought up a, a few times in discussions with these old quarterbacks. Peyton Manning had his best year in his career after he went to the Broncos when people said he was done after he had neck problems. We saw Brett Favre retire, go to Mississippi, get on a plane, go to Minnesota, go and have the best statistical year uh, with the Vikings. Uh, yeah, you know, sometimes you, you watch these old guys play and you say, that's it, they're done. Um, I don't think we've seen that with Tom Brady. I don't think we've seen that with Drew Brees. I don't think we've seen that with Ben Rosberger, nor have we seen it with Philip Rivers. Um, you know, these people are still putting up all kinds of points. Uh, and, and, you know, at Tom Brady wins like, the Super Bowl. So, um, the, older, the older these player gets, the bigger percentage of them falling apart is. I mean, eventually it's going to happen. So, sure. but I you're mean, guessing, you're guessing that you're, you're, it's, you're a gambler. I'm a gambler. So it's, it's like playing year. craps. You ride with the, with everybody else. You do not try to guess and take all your chips off the table. You just keep going until it stops and hurts you. Uh, and that's what these people are doing. They're going to keep riding these quarterbacks that have shown them in the past to be fancy champions, to be successful people. And if it burns them, it burns them. That's just, how it is i don't think you could put uh you know let's just say uh you know who's the dude for the dolphins right now the third third stringer uh, josh, josh rosen. rosen josh rosen stick him in the tampa bay offense and i would probably rank him higher than than a, a bunch of quarterbacks just because of the scheme that Tampa Bay has ran in the past. I mean, they let James Winston just throw it into the abyss last year uh, over and over and over and over, and then compare that with having the best quarterback of all time, which is Tom Brady, which is not something we can argue about. He is, he has the most rings and he's just, you know, one of the better ones. So the only thing that's in question here is age. Uh, and I, I really honestly think that a toddler can throw to uh, Chris Goblin and Mike Evans. So that's just my opinion. Winston threw for five, over 5,000 yards, 33 touchdowns, and 30 picks last year. That was a great scheme. I, I love Bruce Arians. Whenever, you know, owning his quarterback, it's always a good feeling throughout the years. So um, I, I think he is uh, set up for success. I just, I believe it when I see it with his arm. You know, it's just it might fall off. So, number six in uh, fancy points last year was James Winston at the quarterback position. But let's oh, he was he was number five. You're number factoring five. in you're factoring in Christian McCaffrey. Okay, gotcha. Let's keep it moving. Number three, notorious. Nope, nope. We're gonna not skip Chase's team at number four. Ah, I tried. I, I tried. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Let's go to number four. President Camacho, Max, tell me why he's in this spot. All right, Chase, let me tell you why your team sucks. Um, so it, it, in, in all truthfulness, I don't know, this is a long podcast. Um, I don't like Chase's team as much as he does. Just like he doesn't like my team as much as I do. That was not something planned, but whenever it happened, neither of us were surprised. Um, it's just, it's the nature of the Roto rankings. You think highly of your players because you fucking drafted them like that's why you drafted them so it is what it is 
As for, so I like his quarterbacks, not as much as he does, but I like them. I talked a lot about Josh Allen before the season, especially now that he has Stefan Diggs. Um, I think that's a huge boon for him. I think he's worth way more than Wentz, um, which I don't know, there's just something none of us like about Wentz. You know, it, part of it is he doesn't have elite receiver targets consistently. Like Deshaun Jackson is great when he's on the field. Um, and then I guess he's got Jalen Ragor. He threw to Nelson Aguilar for a little bit last year, but now he's on the Raiders, you know, and then he's got tight ends and that's it. So I, I, for me, I just have Wentz firmly planted as the 15th best quarterback and I'm not thinking of it any harder than that. Josh Allen, on the other hand, has big upside, big top 10 upside. Um, even though he said he's not going to run it as much this year, I still like him. So I had Chase's quarterbacks a sixth. I couldn't go higher than that because for reference, the team I had ranked fifth in quarterbacks was Cameron's. And I'm sorry, I would much rather have Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins. I just would than that duo. Like that's, I, I put them up against it. I would rather have Chase's quarterbacks than Sheddig's. I would rather have Cameron's quarterbacks than Chase's. Um, the big issue I have with Chase's team is the Dobbins and Swift picks and the, you know, CD Lamb, DK Metcalf picks and specifically where he picked them. Um, for the same reason I don't like Akers, I don't love how high he picked Dobbins. He picked Swift a little bit later and that I understand, but week one, I mean, tell me, Chase, week one, what's your plan? Who's starting out of those? You're starting Saquon and who? Um, I probably want to start DeAndre Swift, but I'll end up starting J.K. Dobbins because I, I just think J.K. Dobbins is going to Surprise everybody and take that job. I'm I Mark Ingram. He's an old man. He broke his ankle. That's all I need to hear. He's running back. I I don't anticipate J.K. Dobbins getting. If J.K. Dobbins got eight touches week one, I would be shocked. I'd be like, wow, they really think a lot of J.K. Dobbins. You know. You must uh, not be reading his notes. They really do. I everybody's notes, man. Every single player's note. Chase Edmonds. Oh, he's going to be the best running back of all time this year. Yeah. Uh, Max. 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 Have you read J.K. Dobbins notes? Just make it clear. Have you have you read? His oh, notes? recently? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I haven't read any recent notes. Right. But I, just, I'm just, saying, I'm saying those notes, those preseason notes, best shape of his life. This guy's showing up. This receiver nobody's ever heard of is going to break records. Like, oh, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Okay, Mark Ingram is an outstanding football player, and he has been an outstanding football player since he got into the league. You know, like I, I don't. I, you know, I think ultimately, if you look at the contract situation, I think Ingram's is up. It's either up next year or his guaranteed money runs out next year and they can cut him and save some money. But I think Dobbins was, a, it's, it's, you know, they've got him for this season. Um, they've got him on, the, on that four-year rookie contract. And after this season, I think Ingram's gone and then they slot in Dobbins. I don't think he should be the expected starter this year, but that's just, that's my opinion. As far as Swift... I, you know, I've had carry on Johnson before um, and having a Detroit running back sucks balls, man. Stafford's going to throw the ball. That's it. That's all they're going to do. They're going to run the ball very sparingly. And I don't know why that's the case because it seems like carry on Johnson was awesome. I don't know why they prioritized taking DeAndre Swift this year because I still think carry on Johnson is awesome. But either way, it's, they're both backup rookie running backs to me, just like acres. So it's, I, out of those three, I could see one of them being the starter by week four or five. 
And I couldn't tell you, I'm not even going to venture a guess as to which one, but if I was to take any of those guys, I would want them 10th round or later. And they wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gotten them. Uh, clearly I didn't, but that's just, that's what I think. Um, I, in the rankings, I explained my feelings on the wide receivers. I love the Cooks pick, by the way. Not just because he's a Texan either, which granted what the Texans gave up for him, I think is relevant. That's because that's where they value him. But, you know, before last season, 16 games a year. I mean, hell, he got concussions in past seasons and didn't miss games. Like he would get a, a concussion on game day and it either led into a bye week or he would get cleared by the following Sunday. You know, like he's the, – the dude is not as – like anybody that thinks he's a huge injury risk, he's not going to be able to stay on the field. It's a short-term memory. If you look at all of his stats before that, 1,000 yards like clockwork every year. And Sean is the best quarterback he's ever had throwing to him. So – and he's played for a while. Well, that's not fair. I guess Drew Brees. Drew Brees threw to him. I forgot. I forgot he played for the Saints, too. Either way, I like that pick a lot. Don't like the C.D. Lamb pick. Don't value Metcalf like everybody else does. Um, okay. But that's how I feel about your team, Chase. Before we move on to Chase defending his team, I will clarify that Brandon Cooks started out with um, – I believe Tom Brady. No? Am I wrong? No, no you're Brady. wrong. He started with the Saints. Yeah. Started with the Saints. Saints. So it was Drew Brees, Drew Brees to Tom Brady to Jared Goff, now to Deshaun Watson. There, He has never played with a bad quarterback. Well, um, Deshaun Watson's Black. better than Goff. That's what I meant to say um, and completely forgot he ever played for he played Brady the and Brees. Yes. Huh? Yes. Oh. Okay. Very, it wasn't for very long. Yeah, because he had so many concussions. Anyway, let's move on. Oh, Chase, God. defend your team. Well, um, I got what I wanted going into the draft. I got two starting quarterbacks. I don't have to worry about quarterbacks this year, barring an injury. Last year was stressful. Uh, happy I won, obviously, but it was stressful having Joe Flacco over the first half, having to make a trade for Cam Newton, and that not working out. Um, having to trade for Trubisky and him getting uh, injured or benched at one point and then having to go get trade Saquon for Carr. I mean, it was just – that was hard. So I'm hoping I got my guys. Um, On top of that, I really wanted pretty much Saquon. I mean, Saquon was my number one running back over any other running back. He's the guy. He didn't do his best last year. I think I like buying players love, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy I got those three guys. I do think I was a little handcuffed not having another pick for a while after that. Um, I would have been more ecstatic with A.J. Brown. I think I said that more than once in these rankings. I really wanted A.J. Brown. Um, And the fact that Clay picked him with my pick, that hurt. Um, Picked him right before I was about to get him, and that was my fifth-round pick. So, Um, But I did get the two hottest wide receivers – Year two wide receivers in the NFL, DK Metcalf, Scary Terry. I mean, last year they were the darlings of the rookies. Um, And I think last year was a pretty good rookie wide receiver. I think every year you can kind of tell this group of defensive ends, this group of quarterbacks, this group of running backs, it's it's that kind of year. So with five or six running backs coming into the league that were drafted relatively high and are on teams that – in the next year or so are going to need a bell cow running back. 
I was happy to get two of them. That was my goal. I can get a second running back later. I'm not going to do running back, running back, quarterback with my first three picks. I'll figure out second running back either later in the draft or with free agency and trades. So that's – I understand when we're, we're ranking a draft, but my hope is if um, Swift or J.K. Dobbins don't work out, that there are going to be free agent running backs or we'll make a trade to find my running back too. I have two receivers that are not going to leave my team. I have two quarterbacks that are not going to leave my team. I have one running back that's not going to leave my team. So I'll build around them and figure out the rest. And that's just that's a championship team to me, is having those high-end players and building around them. So How, how shocked were you that, uh, that Saquon was available last pick of the first round? All, all three of them. It didn't make sense to me. They were talking to Neil and Max. I, I could not come up with a scenario that with any of them being there. So the fact that I was, I was kind of shocked sitting on the couch was really high, but I was kind of high and shocked um, looking at that and going, wow, those guys, I didn't expect them to be there. Hmm, I guess I can't take Stafford because I try to take the best player on the board. And those two players, Allen and Wentz, I think they're better than Stafford. I really do. Especially Wentz. I don't understand why everybody's so low on Wentz. I mean, he only threw seven, he's only thrown seven interceptions the last three years. Um, he throws more than 20 touchdowns. He'll have more than 4,000 yards. Um, he hasn't had super talented receiving cores in the past. Uh, I just, I don't, I think he can elevate players around him, and that's a good quarterback. So we'll see. Good wins. All right. And well, let me clarify the, the reason that people probably aren't on wins is the fact that the lack of weapons and the health. Uh, he has shown some rocky health situations over his career. He played fact, 16 games last year, and he's stellar when he plays. And the the fact that the, the lack of a number one receiver hopefully will be resolved this year somewhere along the way. Um, also, with the uh, running back two situation that Chase has going back and forth, we will note that J.K. Dobbins is probably the third rushing option maybe the fourth if Gus Edwards gets carries while Swift may be the first option on Detroit. Hey, 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 save it for Thursday. You'll have your time. Yeah, why do you, I don't understand why you think. Moving on here, (laughs) we're going to go to Notorious. Again, thank you guys for, I know this is a long podcast, so thank you the last three who waited all this time and listened to all this and didn't fast forward to your team. Thank you for listening through. Uh, Notorious. Max, tell me why Notorious is so high in these rankings. God, I I always rank Danny high. Always. I love the way he drafts. He just, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like Danny takes a lot of crazy picks. You know, like, he always ends up with a really solid team. There aren't a whole lot of questionable players. Um, I mean, I ranked his quarterbacks 12th. But let me just, uh, like, that expectation is all but ignoring what they did last year. Just because it, it's hard to, it's hard to quantify, quantify what they did last year because it wasn't over the course of a full season. Um, both of them, on a per-game basis, were fantastic last year. It's just hard to imagine them continuing it, especially when Tannehill is in such a run-first offense. Um, 
you know, like I, you just, you expect him to be a game manager and Stafford, what we saw him, the numbers we saw him putting up last year, better than anything we've ever seen. Um, and he, you know, he used to have Megatron, you know, he used to have Megatron and, and a couple other decent targets around him. So it's just, it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. So I am ranking his quarterbacks low on pure speculation. Um, beyond that though, like he got McCaffrey, man, like that. I don't, I, for McCaffrey specifically because of how much we all saw it last year, game in, game out, just, just putting up crazy numbers and just doing things that you would never expect um, a guy of his size doing on the field. It, it's not a fluke. He's the best running back in the league. Um, and for fantasy purposes, he is by far the best running back of the league, you know? So he alone, even with, uh, with Singletary, who I think is a questionable RB2, um, I think Danny has some decent backups behind him. Um, even with Singletary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got David Montgomery, who's going to be force-fed carries in a terrible offense. But McCaffrey alone ensures that it's going to be hard to outscore Danny on just running backs on a week-to-week basis. Um, beyond that, I mean, I love Devontae Adams. Talked about that in the wide receivers podcast. I like Galladay. I chose it as his worst pick because I didn't have anything else to, to pick because everything else was just solid. He picked guys where I think they should have been taken um, and guys that shouldn't have been available at, at some points. But stacking Stafford and Galladay was smart for him. And, you know, I like Darren Waller too. I, I ranked him as the fifth best tight end, um, but obviously I love that Las Vegas offense this year. I'm, I'm invested in them and in, in, uh, Henry Ruggs, and I wanted to invest in them a little bit deeper, um, but wasn't able to. It, you know, Waller's a baller. He's awesome. He's an athletic freak. So he's only ranked fifth because the tight end position as a whole has grown so much. He's behind Mark Andrews on my rankings, who's just an animal. So, you know, all in all, Danny did a great job. I think, and I pointed this out at the bottom, the thing that always holds Danny back, and it might be done this year, he's got an iPhone, he seems a lot more plugged in. Um, You know, he's got to start being a little cutthroat. He's got to be, he's got to try and sweet talk somebody into a trade where he rips their throat, you know, like the the some of the questionable trades in the past came from or at least it seems like came from you know him being nice like oh yeah this helps your team i can afford it whatever and it just it doesn't work out in the end so hoping to see a different danny this year um hoping to have an easier time talking trade with him too so yeah he's he's number number three on the list he'll probably be top three on the list next year too just calling that out chase Tell me, why is Danny so high here? Mm, I mean, like Max said, he's a really solid team. Um, just everywhere. He's got – He, we don't talk about defense on here, but he has the be- two best defensive players in the league. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of floored that he got both of them. But if you don't look at defense, he has the best running back in the league. He will eventually trade me Stafford. But for now, he has Stafford and Tannehill. And like Max said, they had a hell of a year last year when they played. I firsthand watched Stafford every game. Best quarterback I've ever seen play. Biggest gamer. He's my guy. I wouldn't want my team every year. And if you have him, I'm, I'll give you a better deal than anybody for him. So it's just obvious what I think about him. But uh, like Devontae Adams, Kenny Galladay, 
top end roots receivers to pair with the top end running back to pair with above average quarterbacks. He he built a solid team. He will do well this year. Um, I do like his Sammy Watkins pick way down in the 17th round. That was a good pick. I think Sammy Watkins kind of flown under the radar. And yeah, he will have dud weeks, but that's a great, you know, uh, battle for third wide receiver he has going on with that Sterling Shepard. So we'll see. And even Michael Pittman, I guess. But um, okay. I like his team. Danny did, uh, we did communicate today and he did express concern about smack people smack talking his trading um so it is on the forefront of his mind that he will wheel and deal this year and he will uh i mean he was pretty cutthroat with uh, cam newton last year he traded some dud and got his team got better my team got worse so yeah all right so let's keep it moving here we're to the top two uh, somebody who we ranked really high, or y'all ranked, we all thought would be a lot better last year, turned out to be dead last, Unicycle Polar Bears. Max, why is he so high? You know, it's interesting that he's, uh, he's ranked as high as he is um, because Chase and I agreed on one thing. He has the worst running backs in the league. Um, but this isn't like quarterbacks where, you know, if you're, if you're ranked last, then you're, everybody else is just a cut above you. You, you got to be better. Le'Veon Bell and Carrion are fine running backs on any given week. Both of them can give you double digit points. You know, it's just when you look at what you expect them to do and you look at their expected ceiling, best case scenario, it just doesn't stack up to everybody else's. It doesn't mean they're not going to be productive every week. I think everybody this year did a decent job of getting at least one running back that you can expect to hold on to for the entire season. And if they stay healthy, they're going to get you points. Um, so good on the league for that. As far as the rest of his team, it's quarterback and wide receivers. You know, he got Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins. I have doubts about Kirk Cousins this year, which is why I ranked them, his quarterbacks lower than Chase did. Um, but like, God, man. If it wasn't for Clay having just incredible, crazy wide receivers, it's it was hard to choose between Clay's and Cameron's receivers. Hopkins, Juju, Diggs, three unquestioned wide receiver ones, you know, like for their respective teams. Um, you know, I, as far as value goes, so obviously I like Hopkins. We've talked about that with Murray a little bit, but as far as value goes, Juju in the fifth is crazy to me especially uh, I think it was Michael that drafted Amari Cooper in the ninth um, like or as the ninth overall wide receiver picked um, Juju should have gone long before then like if you look at what he did with Big Ben as his quarterback as the number two receiver on the team behind Antonio Brown crazy targets put up crazy numbers with a real quarterback throwing to him just like Trevor did with James Conner I think Cameron did a great job reaping the benefit of people forgetting that the page or that the Steelers are really good at football. You know, um, I'm actually shocked that uh, Shedick didn't end up with more Steelers for that exact reason. Maybe it was just superstitious, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's his wide receivers and his quarterbacks. It's, it's hard to doubt any of them, even with the questionable Gronk pick, which I would be interested in hearing the long version of Cameron defend the Gronk pick, like in what, in what scenario 
is he worth what was he the second tight end off the board third either way in what scenario is that pick going to end up being worth it in the Tampa Bay offense like like what is what does that target share look like what does his stat line look like I just you know he'll be a fine tight end it was just that was the one blemish on his team I think honestly he could have had the number one ranked team again which maybe in his mind he didn't want um if if he picks somebody else there you know upgrades his running backs maybe okay chase tell me about cameron yeah uh max was absolutely right about juju i think juju was like a second round pick last year or something ridiculous and then he didn't play most of the year and big bang got hurt or what i'm not sure exactly what happened last year but i know going into last season juju was regarded as one of the best receivers in the league um huck traded or i think huck traded him before the season started um, he was getting passed around and stuff, but Juju, absolute steal of the fifth. Um, Cameron has the arguably the best quarterbacks, arguably the best receivers. I mean, you could make a case between um, and Clay having the best receivers and him and Michael having the best quarterbacks. But I mean, with that kind of firepower, um, as long as he can figure out the running back situation later in the year, I think he's, he'll do just fine. He's got a lot of solid players. And the running backs he did get, yeah, they're not amazing, but he found value at those picks. Le'Veon Bell's value pick in the sixth round and carry on Johnson in the 12th is kind of unheard of. That doesn't make sense to me that he made it that long. So, um, yeah, I like his team. I really do. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Minus the Grok pick. I um, almost forgot about that. That was, that was rough. Yeah, you guys like to – Dance around the Gronk pick, which was a consensus worst pick in the draft. Um, it is interesting that, with that being said, you both ranked him sixth and seventh at tight ends. Uh, but we'll keep going to the uh, de facto winner of this year's preseason rankings, which is... Uh, not maybe a crown that you want. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if number one's ever been predicted correctly, but the maestro, Max, tell me why the maestro is the best team in the league preseason. You know, I want to go back and look at that. Um, there were a couple of years there where the rankings were pretty accurate. I was getting six or seven teams in the playoffs every year. I'm not sure that a number one has ever won before. So after we're done here, I'm going to, I'll do some digging and report back. Um, Michael has the best team this year for the same reason that, you know, I, I think a lot of years he deserved to be ranked higher um, than where I put him. I ranked him last, I think two years in a row. And it's because I didn't see eye to eye with his picks. Now, what happens oftentimes with these rankings is I make a prediction about a certain player or a collection of players and those uh, rankings or those, you know, uh, predictions about those players end up being fucking terrible. So with Michael, I've done that more often than ever, but this year I look at his players and I, I can't imagine anybody thinking that his team is not at least a top three, um, which it's interesting. It's a unanimous number one for Chase and I, cause we have really different views on all of his players. Uh, so obviously I like his quarterbacks, not quite as much as Hucks. Again, really don't like saying that. Um, 
don't like his running backs as much as Chase does, but I still love Aaron Jones and Chris Carson. Still think they're fantastic. Um, I like Cooper, Allen, and Parker. I've, I've, you know, I make some comments in the rankings about what I would have done instead of drafting Cooper, where he did in the fourth. Um, but all in all, Cooper, Allen, Parker, all on their depth charts, at least the number one receiver for their respective teams, and their teams that should throw quite a bit um, for the Cowboys and the Chargers, or no, for the Chargers and the Dolphins, it'll be because they're behind. Um, especially like in the second half and for the Cowboys, it's just, that's their new offense. You know, they'll run it some with Zeke, but Dak ultimately is going to air it out. Something that I thought was interesting. I ranked John who as the worst tight end in the league that was drafted. I, I had a hard time. I flipped between him and Blake Jarwin a couple of times, but I I'm seeing now, um, which, you know, I've read the rankings and everything like that. Somehow I missed chase ranked John who Smith as the ninth best tight end. Uh, God, Chase, I got to go look at your rankings and see who you, who you put below Jonu. Uh, let's see. So 10th, Hooper, Ingram, Fant, Cook, and Jarwin are all worse than Jonu in your rankings. I, I, would, like a, I would like some sort of reasoning behind that. Um, but all, it's all in all, Michael did a great job this year. He's really good at drafting. It's, we have, we've talked about it in the group text a lot. He's got an excellent team. I'm not looking forward to facing him week, week one. That sucks. Okay. Chase, tell me why you like uh, Michael's team so much. Um, his quarterbacks. I mean, it's in the RBR. Whenever you have the best quarterbacks, you're going to get – you know, he got more points off his quarterbacks than I think Huck got on his whole team in my rankings, or at least close. So um, his quarterbacks, I ranked him first. He has the best quarterback combo, you know, one of the best ones I've ever seen in the league. Um, so that's, you know, I'll start with that. I think that's why his team is ranked number one. It's not strictly off his quarterbacks, but Russell Wilson, fourth pick in the draft, that doesn't make sense to me. I think he, I mean, if you, you can argue obviously for Jackson and Mahomes, but Russell Wilson every single year, high-end quarterback. He has the lowest floor of any quarterback in the league. He does not put up dud years. So if you want somebody who's going to drag your ass into the playoffs, Russell Wilson is the guy on a year-end basis. Um, and his running backs. I mean, he has two top 15 running backs probably, maybe top 20 running backs. I think his running backs really helped his rankings. His receivers are just – I do not like his receivers. I don't like the Amari Cooper pick. Um, Keenan Allen has Tyrod thrown to him and maybe Justin Herbert later in the year. And Devontae Parker had some explosive games. I think he is talented, but just another question at quarterback. So we'll see with Michael's team. I don't think he'll finish first place this year, but I do think he'll make the playoffs. And because his quarterback play, he'll probably make it into the second round of the playoffs. Where did you have Michael? Just throwing that out there. Do you have him first? Yes, we both had him first. In first. Okay, so you have him first overall, even with the the hate for his receivers. Um, it's the quarterbacks. Okay. Johnu, tell me, tell me about your expectations for Johnu. I know that this is a really small thing, but I I was a little shocked. Well, I just I like Delaney Walker, and reading on John News notes, I was just kind of going off Yahoo. I mean, he's a young guy; he can play. He's going to get the ball thrown to him. 
and maybe he'll surprise some people. I think him versus Austin Hooper, who I ranked behind him, I think Austin Hooper's on a new team. I think he had a hell of a year, but let's see him do it again kind of deal. I think John who has bigger, a higher ceiling, but a lower floor than Hooper. Okay. Well, for, for what it's worth, John who was tight in 16 last year, played in all 16 games, and Austin Hooper was tight end six and only played in 13. Just yeah. throwing that out there. But that's last year. <laughs> I also think that Johnny Smith was the number two tight end going into the year last year for the Titans and was not on a full snap count for a good chunk of the first quarter of last year. But again, we're projecting what we're doing this year, not what they're doing last year. So I agree with Chase a little bit there. Anyway, that concludes our rankings i want to thank you guys again uh you guys put in a lot of work whether we agree with it or not uh whether it's correct or not uh we we appreciate the hard work and we look forward to seeing how it pans out so again thank you guys and uh and uh do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to put out there in uh, preparation for thursday when we kind of me and Dr. Scott break this down. Um, mine would be that a if you, while the rankings are fresh in everybody's mind, uh, if you have any suggestions for things you want to see in them next year, or you have an idea better than Cause had and better than I have with RBR for how to quantify it, I'm all ears. I'll write it down. I'll remember it next year. And also, I've got some homework for everybody in the league look through your photos, send me your photos for, and especially if you know when the photos were taken for drafts and other league gatherings. Um, on the website right now, we only have 2011, 2017, and 2019. When I've got some more photos to populate it, I will password protect it. Um, and you'll be able to, if you create an account on the message board, and you stay logged into that, you, only people that create accounts will be able to see those photos because I know a lot of them are drinking and, and just shit you don't want your work associates to see. So, but yeah, send me your photos, just shoot me a text. I'll, I'll tell you how to email them to me. Okay. All right. So, all right. So uh, we will see you guys on Thursday when me and Scott break these down. Until then, Stay thirsty, my friends.